Happy Sabbath, everyone. And happy Sabbath to those who are joining us on live stream and Zoom as well. It's a wonderful day today, right? Amen. The weather is very good. <laughs> oh, so we praise the Lord. All right, so today's topic is entitled The World's Strongest. Now, what comes to mind with this topic? What comes to mind? Oh, somebody says weightlifting. Okay, weightlifting. Okay, all right. Do we consider ourselves strong? Mike? Oh, only in Jesus. Okay, all right. All right. I understand. Only in Jesus. All right, no problem. So let's go on a little bit. So we're going to find out who the world's strongest is, right? So let's go into our prayer thought. Track number eight, page 21. It reads, No Christian of any faith can honestly deny the church's need of purification. And as the Lord never does anything without forewarning his church, he is now sending to her the message of purification in order to give her a foretaste of future glory. So, that as heaven's clarion call to reformation continues sounding forth among his people, they may have a keen relish for its truth and may give themselves wholeheartedly to the work of reform. Right now, while he is clearly laying before them his plan for the setting up of his kingdom with the consequent results to the sinners, those who have those who give implicit heed to the call shall have an irresistible desire to come fully into line and to have the Lord separate them from sin and sinners. So, do we have an irresistible desire to come fully into line? They alone shall receive the seal of God and as the first fruits of the kingdom, the 144,000 strong stand with the Lamb on Mount Zion. So here we see who alone shall receive the seal of God. Now it will be a, a very high privilege for any one of us to be a part of the 144,000, right? But how do we get there? How do we become a part of this strong set of people? What kind of training do we have to go through in order to be a part of the 144,000? Do you think it takes easy training or hard training? Hard training, right? But do we like hard training? We, we, we naturally don't like hard training. We like the easy way out, right? But in order for us to become strong, we have to go through this hard, rigorous training. And some of us are going to pass, and some of us are going to fail. No, the choices will be ours if we're going to pass or if we're going to fail. And it says those 
who give implicit heed to the call, these are the ones that shall have irresistible desire to come fully into line. So I pray that this word that, uh, these words that I've just spoken, that we will be these people. But the Lord is not going to force us as we know. So let us pray before we continue the study. Brother Moore, could you pray for us? Holy Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We bow in your divine presence, thanking you for the privilege given us to come to sit at your feet that we can hear your word and learn. We pray and ask for receptive hearts and retentive hearts. Help us to be willing not just to be hearers but doers. And we pray that thou would bless us richly, not only us here but those on the live stream and other virtual medias. We ask all these mercies with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. As you know, we are being groomed, Zechariah 6, in the dressing chamber, which is Bashan, with character-building material so we may receive God's seal of approval. This is what we know, right? Now, the association has been in existence for how long now? 1961, right? All right, that was when the association was established. And today we're in what? 2023? Hmm. So how long have we been in the dressing chamber? The association. A very long time, right? Huh. What is the problem? What is the problem? It says here we're in the dressing chamber with character building materials so we may receive God's seal of approval. Are we sealed today? Are we sealed? Sister Danita? <laughs> no. Upon those who hope all the principles of the world, word in all their sacred purity, and who labor faithfully for souls ready to perish, God will put his seal of approval upon those who uphold the principles of the word in all their sacred purity and who labor faithfully for souls ready to perish God will put his seal of what? Approval. Isn't this sign and crying? It is. It is. So we know that we're in the dressing chamber today and if we are going to receive God's seal and be a part of the 144,000, then we have to do something about our character. If we, God permit, reach up to that time, 
and have a bad character, then we know that we cannot receive the seal. Now, sometimes we might think that we'll, we're going to wait up until that time to change. But how long have some of us been in this message and we still have not changed as yet? We still have a difficult, the Lord is having a difficult time with us changing. And for us to think that at that particular time we're just going to just let go of everything, all of our idols right there and then, it's an illusion. It's an illusion. And so Lord, the Lord is saying to us now, this is a time for us now to shape our character. We can't wait until, up until that time because no one knows if they're going to be alive tomorrow. So therefore, it is necessary that we repent from all sin and separate ourselves from every false way, thus having our vision clear so that we can understand. And this is the thing about us, because we have so much sin and so we have so much problems with ourselves, we cannot really fully understand the word of God. And sometimes, a lot of times, things are being repeated over and over and over again to us, and there's no change. Why? Not because of the Lord, but because of our own self, right? On our carnal nature, we do not want to let go of the things that we love in this world, all of us. And so, the Lord is saying to us over and over again, the same thing is like, hmm, what is happening here? We're not changing. And so I come to the conclusion that if we don't change, that the Lord is going to cast us aside. Because whether we like it or not, he's going to have a people that would want to change. So, or what he might do is to put some of us to sleep and move forward with others. And he will put aside those who are weak. Because if you have an army, and you have a weak person in that army, what is going to happen to that army? It's going to fall apart. It's going to fall apart. So I know today that the world, this is what the world believes in, right? This is the so-called world's strongest man. And I know this person here went through a lot of training and dietary restriction and certain things in order to reach this stage so that he can lift this big heavy thing here. And um, to be crowned the world's strongest man is, an, is a high honor for these men, a very high honor. To be crowned and to be a part of the 144,000 is the greatest honor. And so it takes great sacrifice to achieve it. And so, reading from the Symbolic Code, volume 12, number three, page five, it says, Joel 2, verse two, a day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong, there hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of what? Many generations. Can you believe that? What kind of people are these? 
In this day of gloominess and thick darkness, there is also to be a great and what? Strong people. If they are to be greater and stronger than any in the past, then they will exceed in strength even what? Samson. You know, Samson was very strong, right? Physically. What is it that will make that people so strong? That's a question. What is it? The very first requisite is what? Is faith. But having faith alone will not cut it. Do you need something else? What do you need? Somebody said works, right? <laughs> without faith without works is dead, right? So the very first requisite is faith. Very first thing. The second is what? Courageous action. Courageous action. So it shows that we have to do something, right? We're going to get back to that. So this is how the people are going to be strong. Faith, and the second one is what? Courageous action. Now reading from Symbolic Code, volume 11, number 2, page 7. Joshua 2, 8 to 11. And before they were laid down, she came upon them upon the roof, and she said unto the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, and that you, your terror is falling upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sion, and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Yes, but a heart of his commenting. The inhabitants of Jericho, Jericho all lost what? Courage. And that was the beginning of their what? Of their defeat. In order for Christians to be victorious, to be strong, they must possess what? Here it's saying again. One what? Faith. Two what? Courage. And three what? Action. We need all three. But sometimes we're saying that, you know what, let's just have faith. Is that enough? Just saying it? Let's continue with some example. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which ye will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and he shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward, but lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Here, 
we see a picture of all Israel with no courage just at a time when they so much what? Needed it. No, were they strong? No. Will the 144,000 be like them? No. And we have their example, you know. To solve their problem, did God command them to sit down and pray? This, so this is the thing. We always say we pray, right? No. The command was that they go forward, that Moses first lift his rod and stretch forth his hand to divide the sea, and that multitude go on what? Through. To all human reasoning, this command would seem utterly what? Foolish to man, to us, right? What is the Lord saying us to, us to do? We can't see. And he's saying to us, walk through the fire. Walk through what fire? No, no. Walk through the fire and there's something better on the other side. No, the only thing, we, only thing that we can see is the fire. To all human reasoning, this command would seem utterly foolish in the face of their predicament, but God knew what? All about it. He knew what he was doing when he led them there too. He knew. But to them, they're like, no, God is leading us to what? To die. He was about to bring to pass so great an event that it would bring fear upon the heathen and thus help make possible God's people taken the land of their promise, as well as to relieve them of the pursuing Egyptians. This lesson shows that unfailing faith, courage, and action is the cooperation that is required from the converted Christian every advanced step of the way in God's leading, and it will always what? Bring success. So why is it that we, we are always failing? You see the reason why? No faith, no courage, no action. And so sometimes, just like the children of Israel, you know, the Lord, sometimes we say that we're strong. The Lord tests us. Tests us to see if we're really strong. To see if it's just all talk. So, for example, the Lord might put us in a particular position. Say, for example, Okay, I like to do IT stuff, right? IT, computer work, right? I like to do computer work. So the Lord says to me that, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to allow you to put you in a position to sweep the, the, the streets. So, <clears throat> so I would be saying to the Lord, no, Lord, hear what? I know that I say to you that I'll do anything that you ask me. You know, too, that my skill set is in computers. I like IT stuff. Why is it that you're putting me into to sweep the street? That don't make no sense. Do you understand? So I complain, I murmur about it and say, Lord, you can't do it. This is not right. Not knowing that the Lord has a great plan for me by putting me into that position, he wants to train me. But I do not want that type of training. I want something different. No, am I exercising faith? No. no. And you know what? It happens all the time. 
with us. We, we like to tell the Lord how he should work, what he should do, do this, do that, because we're God, right? And the Lord is saying, if you do not listen to me and obey me, then we cannot be the strong people. The Midianites also lost courage and they were defeated. Yes, discouragement does bring defeat. Discouragement is one of the snares of the devil to bring defeat to God's people if they what? Allow it. Discouragement. And we cannot say we have faith but yet discouraged. Does that work hand in hand, faith and discouragement? So the enemy knows this and he tries to do different things to discourage us. And when, the reason why we're discouraged too is that because we do not trust the Lord. You see? If our faith in God is as implicit as the faith of a child, we will not be of a halting, double doubting spirit. And thus, when we receive orders to go forward, regardless of whether or not the way looks clear to us, we will not hold back and wait toward to see if it is really the way we are to follow or to see first if the message what prospers now we know that this association will go all the way to the end all of us knows that a lot of things is going to happen we're going to see a lot of different things and it's going to test us to see. And sometimes we're going to look and we're going to wonder, what is really happening? But is the Lord in control? Yes. yes. We have to have the faith to know that association is going to go all the way to the end, despite of anything that we see. When Brother Hotev died, it was a shock. And many brethren went off. When Sister Bingham died, how was it? Some people too fell by the wayside too. Not knowing that Sister Bingham would have died that year. So, what is coming upon us? I tell you, we, we really don't have any idea. And so the Lord is saying to us, now is a time for us to know, to develop this faith to be strong because when that time comes all of us are going to be tested to see if we're going to pass the test and so talking about the Davidian being courageous and fearless he knows no fear but the fear of God he has the courage to stand firmly but tactfully for right principle regardless of the consequences to himself. He knows that no one can do him harm if what? If God does not permit. Moreover, he knows that though men may kill his body, they cannot touch his what? His soul. God alone is his defense. This is what we have to carry with us. Have the courage and the faith to stand firmly, but tactfully for right principle, regardless. This is not easy, you know. But 
We have to do it if we are going to be sealed and be saved with the help of the Lord. So we must continue to believe even in the face of the severe circumstances that will present themselves to challenge our faith. We must realize, therefore, that not a little faith, but very much faith is required of any who would be among these great people. Ever remember that the, Israel, the Israelite multitude and later the whole nation completely lost out simply because of their unbelief, which led to the rebellion against God's ways until there was what? No remedy. You see that? So we must continue to believe even in the face of the severe circumstances that will present themselves to challenge our faith. So it's not if or but, you know, things are going to come to challenge us. So we need not little faith, we need what? Big faith. Large. <laughs> right now? Hmm. So, why? Why is it that we need this big faith? Big faith. Reading from the symbolic code, it says, Jeremiah 30, verse 7, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Trouble is what? Trouble is coming. It is not going to be a what? Small trouble. Some of us may think we have hardship now. By the way, do you think that we have hardship now? But the fact is that we do not know what hardship is. We cannot now comprehend or even imagine how great a trouble will be. Alas, for that day is great so that none is like it. Can you imagine that day that none is like it? What is coming? It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of what? Out of it. The trouble actually is what saves him. Then the time of trouble is coming for the good of the latter day Jacobites. It is coming to deliver them. You know, a lot of times with us, sometimes we don't act until trouble comes. That's how we are. So when trouble comes, that's the time we're like, we start to run. We start to say, okay, you know what? Let me you know, fix up myself now, you know? That's how we are. And so the Lord said, okay, all right, no problem. The trouble actually what saves him. It is coming to deliver them through this most difficult time. It is the man who has the greatest faith in God that will fear the what? The least. Now, do you think that the, that man or woman there that have the greatest faith at that time just automatically just have that faith? No. They were in the dressing chamber, you know. Dressing. Building. They weren't waiting until the end to start to build because we won't have it at that time. The more faith one has, then the greater will be his what? His deliverance. 
Now, all these things, all these things we're reading, you know, it is showing us that the Lord is giving us hope that if we do develop this faith, you know what will happen? We'll go through it. We'll be victorious. So here the Lord is giving us the tools, you know, to save us. So the Lord is saying, no, what more can I do for us? What more? I'm giving you everything that you need. I'm giving you the solution. I'm giving you the remedy. But we say, well, Lord, we, we don't, I, I don't really want it right now. Let me, just, just give me some more time. Do we have more time? Reading from Bayesian Tiding, 11 BT, number 3, July to September 1995, we are not able to comprehend what the third and final trouble will be like. And so we know that you have the three phases of the Jacob's trouble, right? And right now we're in the second phase, right? Trouble amongst ourselves, right? So we're not able to comprehend what the third and final trouble will be like at this time. But we know that we shall be saved out of it if we faithfully endure the trouble we are, what? Knowing. And this precious promise is to encourage us to endure and to be what? To be faithful. So we are approaching the parting of the ways where we must decide whether we'll, we will be among the many of whom Daniel spoke that shall be purified and made white and tried and understand or of those who shall do wickedly and not understand. If we would be among the wise and purified ones, we had better without delay find out what our idols are and put them away. For that is the factor that will decide which of the two classes we will belong to. Since none of the wicked shall understand in the day of the Lord, it shows that the truth will become deeper and deeper until finally the wicked will not be able to comprehend it. And as you can see today, the truth is getting deeper and deeper. And if we keep having sin in our lives, it will become so deep that we are left behind. And the Lord is going to use somebody else who can understand. And the reason why they're understanding is because they're reforming through the aid of the Holy Spirit. You see? But we, we are stand still. We're like, okay, we do not want to move further. We're like this. The point where they first lost out or become blinded, however, was when they met their idol and refused to tear themselves from it. The things which we love and esteem more than God's kingdom are our idols, and we know this. This is something that we know. So here the Lord is saying, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Joshua 24, verse 15. If the Lord be God, what? Follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. 1 Kings 18, verse 21. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. And this is for all of us. And so nobody can say, you know what, uh, 
let me hop on here and then up on over here and then up, you know. <laughs> and so, we're having, the Lord is having a difficult time with us as we know. So, if we are going to really be strong, these little trials, you see, you see this little, you see this here? This, this is, these are what? Bowling pins, right? You see this here? What is this here? You see this? Little what? The little dot? <laughs> this, this, this is a bowling ball here. It's small, right? It's a bowling ball and it's really small. And so here, here what? If I use, take this bowling ball, which is so small, and then roll it to these pins. Will, will any of these pins fall? No, right? Why? Why? Because it's too small, right? No, hear what? You see, this pin here is us. You see, this little ball here is circumstances and trials. And you know what? When you look at this, we say, no, it's impossible that this little thing here can bowl over this bowling pin. No. When, look, when we really look at it, it should be impossible that these little trials should bowl us over. But it does. And if you're looking outside in, you're like, no, that, that's, not, that's impossible. But it should be impossible. So now imagine if we have a bigger ball, a real bigger ball, what would happen? Well, I mean, we have to fall. Because <laughs> if the small one is making us fall, then the bigger one would, it would crush us to death. But the Lord is saying, this here is small. No. We are, we, are, we are not even going through anything right now, and we are falling over. So the Lord is saying, something is coming. Big. And if we do not have the faith, no, we will not withstand it. We will not. You see? To the Lord saying, are we really strong? And I tell you, you know, the Lord tests us, you know. So sometimes, you know, like, <clears throat> in my country, in Jamaica, sometimes, you know, when, when you're in the bus and you hold on on a railing, right? And the bus is kind of packed. And... Uh, Sometimes, you know, you might brush on against somebody and you brush against somebody a little bit or step on somebody's toe and they're ready to eat you, eat you up. They said, what? And they start to curse and do all kinds of things, right? No, the same thing with us too, you know. Somebody brushes a little and we're like, we want to eat them up, man. Chew them up. Little things. That's not, the person just brush against us and we're ready to fight. Person say a little thing against us and we're ready to fight. And, we, and then we say that we're going to face kings, presidents. Yes, we're going to be, we might even be thrown in jail. Can we withstand these things? Before we start to go to the, the jail, we start to cry. And say, please, Lord, don't. You know, we. What will make that people so strong? The very first requisite is faith, 
The second is courageous action. We have to be doing things. Faith alone won't cut it. And it talks about Samson here. As incidental thought, we might mention also that Samson was obedient to a strict diet and a specific injunction concerning his hair. And his strict adherence to these requirements did, did prove to be the provisions he had to meet in order to possess superior muscular strength. So his strict adherence to these what? Requirements. We have requirements today, right? By the message too. This example teaches us that if God requires of us something which he may even require of no others, the purpose in it can be served in no other way than by what? Or strictly adhering to what? To it. And this is how we're going to be strong, by being obedient to all of God's requirements, that what the message says. If God, for instance, has given us dietary and other requirements, to follow in order to keep us separate from the world so that he can deliver us from the evils in the world, then we must obey them if we would be what? Delivered. And this is how we'll be delivered in the end, you know. So the Lord have laid out this thing to us to protect us, to help us, to save us. But you know what? I always like this. See the, the straight path there is God's requirement. And all those little signs and stuff that you're seeing is different things that we want. So we said, Lord, as somebody showed a video about something similar. So, you know, so we said to the Lord, Lord, all right, this, this place here is too straight. It's too comfortable. So Lord, hear what I'm going to do. Let me go off a little detour here and a little detour there. Okay, because I want to be things difficult. I don't like things to be easy. So we, we veer off the path here, and veer off the path there. And we get ourselves into trouble there, and get ourselves into trouble there, at the, uh, uh, another point in time. And, and obviously, as, as normal with us, we, we cry. But it is better to follow God's requirement. And if we don't, we get a lot of beaten. And a lot of us get a lot of beaten too. Whippings. Lord is, you know, and it's not like the Lord really want to whip us because of our own doings, right? We do not want to be obedient. And so, there are a lot of God's requirements that he has laid down in the message, in his words. And we fail to really grasp the significance of these things because we want to have our own way. And the Lord said, okay, you know what, we can have our own way. It's all right, go and have your own way. But if you go and have your own way, you won't be a part of the 144,000 in the end. We won't. And so, let me read from Answer Book 4, verse, I'm sorry, on page 9, in terms of the, some of the requirements that the Lord is asking us to adhere to so that we will be strong. Looking forward to our own day, Jesus declared, for is as in the days that, we, that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. 
Matthew 24, 4, verse 38 and 39. Should not therefore the sons of God in these days take all the more heed to these examples and keep themselves separate from the daughters of men? These lessons teach that every individual himself without the influence of another should determine to know and to practice the truth if he wishes to escape the enemy's invisible webs spread along the path of his feet. He should now know the worst of his own case if he wants to keep his crown of eternal life, his most priceless treasure. If he does not, he will what? He will lose it. So now, it's the same thing that is happening to the Lord is saying. And it's, I, it's, more, I, it's more than one time I, you know, like, I know I'll probably talk about this. And the reason why too is, you see, the, the enemy wants to destroy us, right? And he uses unholy union. And that's one of the ways that he, he gets us a lot. And it happens time and time again. I hear the Lord is saying, please do not be unequally yoked. Don't do it. A requirement. If you want to be strong. Now, I know that there, there's exceptions to, to the rule. When it says exceptions, that people will say, oh, well, but I have done this and everything has worked out and stuff like that. But what was the trouble that they went through for it to work out? Do you really want that trouble? Yes, we want that trouble. That's what we, we're saying because we want what we want. I tell you, I, I, I before want what I wanted too. But the Lord had to break up that. <laughs> you see, so, brethren, this is yeah, something that you really have to really think about. Especially when you talk about marriage, being unequally yoked. It, never, it, does, it doesn't end well. So, Another set of requirements. <clears throat> and uh, from the light given me, sugar, when largely used, is more injurious than meat, which we know. Now, now do, these things are there to help us to be strong. Now, the Lord says these things through his word. And now we have to have the faith and trust the Lord that what he's saying is true and is for our own good. And now is the time for us to act. So now when we're going to the supermarket, and we see the sugar, we, we, we say, okay, yes, Lord, we have the faith, we believe. Now we have to go and pass the sugar stuff, right? That's the action now. You start to pass, you're courageous. No, it's, no, we have to be courageous. We see it, we look at it, and we say, no. Sometimes I have to say no, too. I have to say, no, no, and pass it, right? I said, Lord, thank you, you know? And <clears throat> so what the, devil, what the enemy does now, the enemy knows that we're vegetarian. He knows that sugar is bad for us because you know it closes our, our mind and everything like that change our mood and all these things so the enemy says you know what let me give you an example i'm going to give you something nice this is called nature's bakery whole wheat raspberry fig bar and i said i you know i love this thing and it, it's so nice it's for vegetarian right it is for vegetarian it's so nice and then i look at the added sugar you know, based on the, 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 um, the World Health Organization, we should not consume, men should not consume more than 25 grams of sugar per day, right? Women is a little bit, women is lower. Uh, or should I say 32 grams? Now, here, 
in this fig bar, how many grams of sugar is that? You probably can't see it, but it's 14 grams of sugar, this one little bar have, and it's, 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 it looks good, it's fig. 14 grams, you know, for one bar. And you know what, when, you, when we're eating this, you know, we normally eat two. We normally eat two. And we say, yes, everything is good. But we, 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 don't, we don't realize that it's loaded with sugar. And so the enemy started to work in subtle ways now. Even the things that we love as vegetarians, we say, yes, we don't tend to look at these things because we say, okay, it's, it's something good. And this is what he's doing to us today. You see? Then lack of sleep. Oh, let's not talk about sleep. Lack of sleep has made generals lose battles, nervous patients lose their minds, wives lose their husbands. No. This is a problem too. For all of us. Water. Drinking enough water too. That's also something else. And these things are requirements of the Lord, you know. So if we're going to be a part of these people, 144,000 strong, then we have to be in, a, in um, accordance to what is written here. We can't just gloss it over. And regardless if we are going to do it or not, I'm telling you the Lord is going to have a set of people to do it. Now we can decide if we are going to be a part of these people or not. But do, you, do, do we really want someone to take our place? You see? Then you go to three ball movement a day. Now, I thought about this. Three ball movements a day are advocated by health authorities, never less than two. Mark this point, do not lightly pass over it, for here is where the greatest share of diseases spring forth. Now we said that we're going to be strong, but yet we're not using the bathroom for three days. Ah, uh, well, that's, something is wrong. For you cannot afford to make your body a septic tank for any length of time. If you have been constipated and are suffering as a result, you need a thorough cleansing. Not by three ball movements a day, but by five. Now, I was thinking about this, I was like, wow. Even then, it will take a period of time before any apparent healing results can be what? Obtained. Now, these things is for us to check ourselves. So only when we have done all we can to comply with the requirements of the message for today, not of yesterday, shall we be sealed and stand with the Lamb on Mount Zion. And notice too, brethren, that it's the certificate of fellowship. In time past, you have certain re requirements. But as time progresses, you notice that things were added to it. So, who to tell what's going to happen into the future? That the way is going to get narrower and narrower and and so now, if we cannot now be being adhered or be in accordance with some of these things now, then when it starts, the road starts to get narrower and narrower, what's going to happen to us? We need to have the faith. You see? And so, another thing too is, if you're going to be strong, self-control, never should we lose control of ourselves. Let us keep before us the perfect pattern. Never. And read the second part here. He that is slow to anger, says the wise man, is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit, than he that taketh a city. 
The man or woman who preserves the balance of the mind when tempted to indulge passion stands higher in the sight of God and heavenly angels than the most renowned general that ever led an army to battle and to victory. You see that? And so now these people, strong men and women, wondered at they would have complete control over themselves. But we have to, if you're going to face in the future what we're going to face, we have to. And so somebody was saying to me too, you know, it was really interesting. Uh, we're talking about faith and so the person was saying that, you know, sometimes we pray and ask the Lord, you know, Lord, give me patience. Lord, give me that. Lord, help me to do this and Lord, help me to do that. And you know what? When the Lord allows circumstances and situations to come upon us, that's what he's doing. We ask for it. We pray. We say, Lord, I pray for patience. And yet the Lord is putting us in situations for us to have patience. And we say, no, that's too much. But yet we are praying for it. And the Lord is giving us opportunity to exercise it. You see, we have a problem. And I was like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. So every single day, the Lord is giving us different things, you know, so that we can uh, perfect our, our Christian character. And every, and every time we are crying about it. Should we not be glad that while we are being invited to the kingdom, we are also being told how to get there. Seeing all these, we must never let our confidence in God wane. We ought to be stable, firm in everything, lacking what? Nothing. God's eleven, our servants say inspiration, are to be a great people and a strong. They have not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it. Joel 2 verse 2. They know, no, sorry, they know what they believe and believe what they know. Most important of all, they know that they are led by God and not, sorry, not by man. You see? Reading from the Symbolic Code, volume 12, number 3, page 9, Joel 2, verse 7 and 8. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. And they shall march everyone on his ways, and they shall not break their ranks, neither shall one thrust another. They shall walk everyone in his path, and when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be what? Wounded. This army will act in perfect what? Unity. Nobody envying anybody. Nobody trying to discourage the other person. Perfect what? Unity. And each will tend well to his own given part of the, of the work. Sometimes, the work that is given to us, we say, no, it's not enough. We want somebody else's work. And the Lord is saying, stay in your lane. And we said, no. And then we start to cause all kind of problems with each other. Not working in harmony, unity. Moreover, none will suffer 
on. And so this is the earn that the Lord is looking for. Will we be a part of it? Will we be the strong ones? Or are we going to be the weak ones? By our actions, we will know. You see, none of us know which one of us is going to be saving God's kingdom. You know? No one knows. We only are responsible for our own self. We have to determine for our own self if we're going to make it or we're not going to make it. You see? And so, O ye elect of God, if ye long to be men wondered at, then lay old the divine assurances of God's word that ye will be a great people of which there hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. So this is what the Lord is saying. O ye elect of God. Are we the elect? Lay hold the divine assurances of God's word. We are going to be a great people. Let us put it into action. Let us be the people that the Lord really wants us to be. And we can do it. The Lord has given us everything, all the tools, everything necessary for us to be the people. And now it is up to us to have the faith and to have courageous action. So may the Lord bless us and keep us as we push forward to the kingdom. God bless.